Hey there, welcome to the Author's Leverage. I'm your host, Parshal Tashi, and I am so excited to talk today to Josh Elledge. Um, he is an amazing, um, really just an amazing person uh, and just a whiz when it comes to all things about creating consistent, high value, uh, introductions and meaningful connections with people on all things business related. And um, in some of my conversations with him recently, I thought, man, it'll be great to have Josh on just to learn more from him in this space, because really nowadays, how we connect with people, the way in which we do it, how we're spending our time doing it with the right people, all those things matter. So whether you're a coach, consultant, um, and even run an agency or have a business that you're running as well, like this is going to be a really uh, good conversation. So let me introduce you to Josh and let's get this kicked off. Josh Elledge is a U.S. Navy veteran and launched UpMyInfluence.com to help entrepreneurs grow their authority and influence. UpMyInfluence built seven-figure B2B sales systems with zero paid ads. <laughs> Hope you guys heard that. <laughs> he also started SavingsAngel.com, which has grossed more than $6 million in sales, again, with zero paid ads. Uh, he's a keynote speaker, writes a syndicated newspaper column to 1.1 million readers, and regularly appears on more than 75 TV stations across the country. All told, Josh has appeared in the media more than 2,000 times. Uh, so welcome to the Authors Leverage, Josh. Thanks so much for being with me today. Arshal, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited. And I mean, it, like just reading off your bio, the, the main thing that I know people want to hear about is what do you mean no paid ads, yeah. right? Most of us approach marketing nowadays with that approach of, you know, you know, I, I need to pay some to get some traffic going, which of course is part of that strategy. But you're you're describing something different that's more effective, um, really highly leveraged. So, how how is this possible with no ads? <laughs> yeah, well, see, here's the thing, right? And and I would say Robert Stevens, the founder of Geek Squad, who said I think he said this well and said it first and said it pretty darn well. Uh, advertising is the tax you pay for being unremarkable. And I would throw any sort of lead gen activity that you have to do to keep business going is a tax. I'm not saying you shouldn't pay it, but if you're not yet at that level of what I call remarkable, then you're just going to have to be running around doing something to drum up business. So what I really wanted to focus, what I always have focused on is um is not doing what gurus are telling me I'm supposed to do. If it feels out of integrity with me, I'm not going to do it. I just can't do it. Like, so I, I'm just not going to be that guy who slides into DMs and starts going through some kind of robo pitch. I've never been like how I got all that media attention, how I continue to get media coverage. I don't do spray and pray when it comes to public relations. I never have. Instead, I focus on how can I provide value to key centers of influence? How can I continue to work on my own authority? And how can I deliver so much value on using platform and, you know, working with partners and working with audiences that I become indispensable and I truly move toward being remarkable. I'd rather be the kind of person that just naturally attracts uh, attention and or new relationships, more importantly, uh, because of what I have to say, rather than because I'm just 
saying an average message to a lot of people in a salesy, spammy way. So, uh, so that's the crux of what I'm going to talk about for the for the remaining time is how to become how to become remarkable, and it has to do with your influence. It has to do with your authority and and quite honestly, your perceived authority. Um, it's one thing to be, you know, super high authority in your industry, but sometimes, you know, we become our own best secrets. So um, I'll go through open book style. You can ask me anything about how we've been able to do this. And I'd say, you know, very importantly, uh, I want to grab the attention and I don't want someone who's in this criteria to listen too passively here. If you are in any kind of account-based sales, if you are consultative, if you are relationship-oriented in what you do. So in other words, if you're an agency owner, if you're a coach, consultant, or B2B service provider, and engaging with you is not typically some $27 e-course. I'm not, God bless those folks. I, I, I don't really, I'm not the expert for you if that's what you do. If you're a you know, just kind of a, just want to automate everything and you want to treat people like numbers and it's working for you. Cool. What I really want to address is the people who say, that's not how I like to do business with people that I want to engage with, particularly my higher level engagement partners. Um, so if you're an agency and working with you, it's north of $10,000 to, let's say over a period of time, you know, number of months. Yeah, it's, it's a big investment. Okay, those sorts of investments, those sorts of engagements are just um, like the, you're going to have to have a lot of you're, you're going to have to have conversations in order to attract those types of people. Right. So if you like that, if you enjoy building friendships and relationships and then engaging with your friends, I am the guy for you. <laughs> like I, I can help you uh, with that because that's what we have been obsessing on at Up My Influence. And we have been. 100% inbound as of when we're recording this today for three years, two months, and five days. I do zero outbound short of, you know, just showing up and serving on stages with very little calls to action in, you know, to, to what I do. I just want to, I just want to give the most value, most value possible. So I'm going to have some book recommendations. I'm going to have some tactical stuff that we're going to be talking about in this brief amount of time uh, so that you can make sure that you can kind of replicate what we've been able to do. Absolutely. And I, I'm so, so into jumping into that direction with you, Josh, because, and just to reflect on what you just said, I mean, I know for myself, I've always been someone that, you know, really gravitated towards more of the, the relationship building of sales and never really took it as, uh, you know, to your point, just to put things out there, sort of spray things against the wall and see what sticks. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a time and place for that, of course, but, you know, in the context of really wanting to build relationships along the way, and if that's important to you, you know, I think that this is really, and the way that you do it is really key. What I want people to know too, is that you, you've actually developed a, it's, it's a sales system in a sense. Oh, yeah. Right. And, and, and with that said, uh, we'll love to hear about some of the ways that you've been able to help people um, in doing that. Right. So the, listen, something that's really, really critical and uh, is that I think we all need to be very honest about is our dream customers, uh, buyers, particularly, again, for account based, you know, higher level types engagements. Um, we have to understand where the market is today. And there's another um, I'm going to have several book recommendations. Um, one of them, that I think uh, one author has done really, really great work. Mark Schaefer. Um, marketing rebellion is pinpointed 
what me as a consumer expert, I've studied and led on consumer behavior for 16 years now. And I can tell you that audiences today have never been more skeptical. They've never been more protective. They've never been um, more on guard uh, from being sold at. Why is this the case? It's because the population of the world has been inundated like never before because of technology, because we have, you know, we open up our device in our pocket and all of a sudden we're just hit with a deluge of ads and spammy marketing messages and people just can't stop selling at you. They're sliding into your DMs, they're sliding into your e emails, they're cold calling you. And so what happens to a population when you experiment upon, uh, upon it like that for any length of time? you create hyper resistance. People do not want to be sold to. They don't, it's just annoying. I mean, how do you feel when people are sliding into your DMs and you can tell that they're being inauthentic, that they're just copying and pasting some script or they have some VA or some technology that's just robo pitching you? How does that really feel? Do you feel good about that? Does that make you want to move toward that person or does it make you want to move away from that person? Now, if you are in business for yourself and some guru told you that that's just what it takes to do business, I mm. want to apologize on behalf of that guru because it's not true. It sells that type of program, Easy Automatic Riches by Spraying and Praying sells exceptionally well and they make a lot of money selling that message. Uh, but we have to be honest about how we do business. Is that the way that we like to do business with people? So therefore, shouldn't you represent your company, your heart and soul in a way that uh, that, that you would like to do business with those, those folks? and to truly do business with the best of the best out there that are just have to protect their time and attention. So what we want to come up with now, um, and this will get into kind of my other two book recommendations that, that I'll make today. Number one is good old fashioned how to win friends, influence people. It still works. People love to be true. People love to be treated as if they're a valuable person, not a number. And so if you learn to work with people and you learn to provide them and put their needs ahead of your own, okay, what you're going to find is that when you're circulating with professionals, you will get to a point where you will not be able to outgive the market. In other words, when you show up in generosity and love and truly um, putting other people's needs first, professionals will always reciprocate in ways that you can't even imagine. And uh, another book that kind of goes along with that, Bob Berg, John David Mann, um, and his Go-Giver, The Go-Giver. The original one is the red book, the, uh, just The, the Go-Giver. I recommend that one if you've not read or bumped into any of this, these concepts. Uh, book I recommend is a little bit more tactical. It's Go-Giver, Sell More. It's the green book. And uh, all of the books in their series are fantastic because it is how human-to-human -human businesses work. Um, so... The question then becomes, Parshel, is like, how, how can we, what, if, if reaching out and saying, hey, how are your IT services? Why don't we jump on a discovery call so we can blah, 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 blah. That's what everybody's doing. Don't do that. If you are a speaker and you're trying to get speaking gigs, don't do what everybody else does. Try to find ways that you can serve your partners in speaking. 
So meeting planners, decision makers, what can you do for them regardless if they ever hire you? Can you separate yourself from the rest of the pack by standing out and putting others' needs first? showing concern for the event and the success of the event. What do they need most right now? Um, you know, again, getting in the media, that was my approach. 2,500 media appearances, 800 on TV alone. My approach was always to connect with the producer and ask them what they need most and offer to be of service. And I never sell to those TV audiences. I am there to 100% serve. Uh, and that's how I got my syndicated newspaper column. That's how I got to spoke for the speak for the Tony Robbins organization. I've spoken at a number of conferences and it's all about serving your way in. And if you'll do that, it will feel inefficient at first. Uh, and I'm not suggesting you give all your time to all people, no matter where they are. You, we, we have to be thoughtful and judicious about where we invest our time. Um, but if, if you'll serve the right people and you'll invest into relationships, it always comes back, always comes back uh, much in much greater numbers than, than you put it out there. So 100%. that will kind of lead to, I needed to lay that groundwork first before we, if I start getting into tactics, you're all like, uh, that doesn't sound fun. I don't get it. Unless you really fundamentally understand why you have no choice in the matter at this point. It's either going to get more and more more and more expensive. Anyone who's been Facebook advertising for more than five years knows it ain't the way that it used to be. Anyone that's doing Google AdWords today compared to way it, where it was, like I remember 10, 15 years ago, it ain't that way anymore. Mm -hmm. um, it's way more expensive. It's way more noisy. It's just, it's not as much fun. And folks kind of going into those pipelines tend to be, those are very transactional awkward conversations to me sometimes, yeah, but yeah, you know, Hey, yeah. I, I got my own biases. <laughs> no, I hear you. And you know, I, I just, I appreciate that your approach is very much from a human to human business connection, right. Allowing that to be really the focus. Cause within that, there are a number of ways that you can really, uh, you know, use your build upon your authority, your influence, that connection, right. All of that really comes together when you know that it is something that can be unique to you. And yes. I love, you know, conversations and, and ideas around that because it doesn't have to be cookie cutter. I know I've fallen victim to that a, a number of times, I feel, just thinking that I need to do this exact system um, in order for things to work. And But the system has to be a fit for your own values and the things that really Oof. matter to you yeah. and, and kind of constructing it around that because we do need systems. However, you know, we just always need to have that, that balance for sure. Um, given that we're speaking to authors today, I would love to hear specifically, right, from that frame of mind, knowing that, you know, let's say an author is preparing, the, they're in the process of writing a book. Maybe it's their first book they're publishing. Maybe it's their second or third book that's coming out soon, or they've already got a book on the shelf, right, that is, um, that's there, that's available maybe on their website. And, you know, there's more that can be done with it, of course, considering that a book gives you that authority, right? Um, it adds to that credibility. Your influence now has taken a tick up and right, that connection building, right? Because at, at the end of the end of the day, authors want to make a bigger impact, right? And make some money in the yep. process. So um, we'd love to hear what sort of um, tactics, right? If we can go a little bit more into that direction of what authors can be considering right now when it comes to all those factors coming together for, for their success. Yeah. First off, I want to say thank you if you're an author and you've taken your wisdom and knowledge and you've done the hard work of putting it in a book and you're willing to give away that much value for like $18 or, or $12.95 on a Kindle version of that book. I mean, that already 
shows so much faith in other people. And that um, I think most authors today, from my experience, um, you know, again, if 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 we're talking about, and, and again, in my kind of the audience I've been talking about so far, usually the book is part of a bigger business, right? We're, we're not just trying to make money just from the book, but the book right. is part of our overall strategy. So you have an asset, a very, very valuable asset. And so obviously one very easy way that you've heard, right, is just to give your book away for free, certainly giving it to decision makers. But again, that's kind of what a lot of people have been doing or kind of like that. I'm not opposed to that, um, but we always have to test, you know, the thing that we're being generous with. And is it really moving the ball forward for us? So let's say that it is an author and and I'm going to make a couple of assumptions here, um, getting back to the audience that I'm really familiar with serving. And again, that would be a coach consultant uh, or an agency owner and or B2B service provider. And you have a book, right? So now you've got a bit of an extra authority that you can leverage. So I would love to see every author making the book come alive by producing regular content in and around that book. You ought to, right? And what we're talking about, Parshall, is platform. Platform is a gift uh, that I think a lot of us are confused by. And we're like, well, we want to serve audiences. We want to make this book come alive and start having conversations around it. And so an example of how platform might look would be kind of what we're doing right here. We're, we're you know, it's a podcast. You know, we're producing content that will appear on social media in some way. Um, and the, the beautiful thing about platform is it's so non-exclusive. Everybody can participate. And I've got some examples because... Naturally, if you have a bigger audience, um, you you have more. You have a bigger stage that you can work with, right? But the way that we usually advise is leveraging platform not to make yourself look great, but to use platform in a way to make other people feel amazing. And those other people can be anyone you want, right? So. In business, um, let's say that you're a solid five in the business world, okay? You're not at the top of the top, right? You're, you know, you're just, you're out there doing your thing. You've got a great brand. You've got a great message. You're fairly unique, right? But you're, see, you're five, right? But you do business with sixes and sevens. So in other words, your exact peers may not be able to afford you or they may not be, you're selling up a little bit. So if you are selling up, platform is a gift that allows you to punch up a couple of levels. So the way that this looks, and it's really, and that's that's how you network up anyway. So if you're ever trying to get up, like, it's like, who is it that talked about, you know, like you're the combined average of the five people you hang around with most. So if you want to improve your average, you need to improve your circle of, of five people. And and every because everybody knows that, um, or most you know business professionals know that sometimes we're a little sensitive to how much time we spend with people that have earlier stage business questions and issues, right? So I'm always looking to learn from my peers on up. So platform allows you to aim for the sevens and say, with an act of service, um, listen, 
I would love to celebrate you. I would love to, you know, have a conversation and I would love to share the work that you're doing and share your thought leadership with all my audience is the way, one way that this could look. So now if you approach me, for example, with that sort of an invitation, I can't do that with everybody, but certainly if the offer sounds great, you better believe I will be there in service. And what you'll find, Parshall, and I'm sure you've seen this, is that business leaders who have been around for a little bit of time, especially folks, I would say, that have just put years into what they do, they've acquired wisdom. And when we acquire enough wisdom for enough time, we start to develop this other emotion, which I call generativity. Generativity meaning I have a an, somewhat of an obligation, or I feel this internal burning to be able to serve folks that are earlier in, in a, you know, an earlier stage of me or a younger age than me. So we want to give back. And you'll find that most exceptionally qualified decision makers, meeting plan, you know, whoever it is that you're looking at, centers of influence, successful mm-hmm. business leaders, uh, they will say yes way more often than if you just start slamming them with DMs and asking them to jump on a discovery call. That's a non-starter. But if you say, uh, it, listen, it would be my honor uh, to you know, do a quick interview. I'd, I'd love to learn from you while I share that with all my audiences. And please let me know what I can help promote for you. And you know, what can I do for you? Know, how can I serve? Don't, don't say how. Like suggest ideas is probably a much better way to go. So for example, like in the PR world, you know, our first iteration of this concept is that I would reach out to centers of influence and I would say, hey, I was looking for your... Um, your your press page and or your media kit and I couldn't find it. I don't know if you keep that hidden for whatever reason. Um, but look, I've been listening to your podcast for over six months. Uh, it would be my honor uh, to put my team and I to work and and I would love to do that pro bono, no cost. It would be my I would love to do that. Now, why am I doing that? Because I know it, it, business leaders, when when you have someone that's really doing a lot of good stuff in business, they just have so many things going on. There's their level of collaboration is so much more powerful than someone, two people that are at the very, very beginning of business. So does that make sense? So like if you have someone that has like a really big audience and they've got like this going on, they've got a summit going on, they've got this going on, like there's a lot of things that they might say, you know, Josh, I could probably, maybe you could help me with da, 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 da. But you got to build the friendship first. I always build, I always lean into the friendship when it's a matter of like, ooh, should I really push for the sale right now? Or should I keep investing into the friendship and the relationship? I almost always lean into the friendship and the relationship because I want to, this is someone that I'm hoping that we could do cool stuff with forever, right? Just like, you know, most of my media appearances have been, it wasn't 2,500 media outlets. It was probably a hundred, but some of them I've been going back to for 16 years because I invest in the relationship and I keep showing up in service. So, um, you know, if you're talking about someone that has a really big audience, like they're doing really good stuff out there, invent, are, would you be willing to write this question down if you're listening to our conversation, right? Would I be willing to invest into key relationships? Yes or no? Either you're going to fit with that personality style or you are too afraid to. And, and maybe there's just a little bit too much scarcity that's kind of running through your veins right now. And it's not your fault right? It's just, 
for whatever reason, we picked it up and we normalized that scarcity and, you know, charging people $6 for some tripwire product or something like that was the way to go. And I'm not saying that that doesn't work. It's just a different way of doing business. So again, find the thing you could be insanely generous with. I'm a big fan of platform because platform is so easy and so low cost compared to doing a $1,200 press kit for somebody. <laughs> now, the $1,200 press kit paid off big time uh, because it got me on a really big podcast that I'd been wanting to get on for quite some time. I didn't ask for it right out of the gate, but after we got friends, we became friends, I'm like, hey, just out of curiosity, like how do you decide, you know, who makes a great guest for your show? And they said, oh, well, da, 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 da. I'm like, well, I don't know if it would be appropriate for me to be a guest, but um, how would I you know, what, what would be my next steps on that? You know, if that were possible, completely up to you. I, you know, if I'm not a fit, please just tell me, <laughs> right? right? right. So it's very much listen to the way I'm saying things and how I'm saying it. Again, I don't want to make assumptions. I don't definitely don't want to sell at them. And I want to play by the rules, their rules, right? But because I built up that familiarity, proximity, first I built up proximity, time together, then familiarity, they got to know me, which led to know, like, and trust. Okay, Josh seems like a pretty legit, you know, he's just, he's a good guy. What can we do for him? Sure, we can, you know, get him in the mix on this. That's how, again, the Tony Robbins thing, it was the ex nearly the exact same thing. Social media market world, I spoke at that conference like four times. It's the yeah. exact same thing. You know, it's just find wow. out what you can, what you can give away um, and, and do it and do it consistently over and over and over and over again. And again, it's going to feel scary at first, but professionals will reciprocate. Absolutely. And you know, it, this is so powerful. I mean, there's just the thought that you can be generous with your own platform, even if you're in the process of building your platform. In fact, that can be a part of how you build your platform. You know, what happens? Yes. Yes. Partial. Yes. So, so much. Yes. Because let's say that you were to have 20 people with audiences all bigger than you, and you talk about how amazing they are. What do you think yeah. they're going to do? Now, yeah. I hope that in the tone of my voice, you have felt that I am always, at all times, 100% transparent, honest, authentic with people. If you bastardize what I'm talking about, not only, I, not only is that just patently unethical. So in other words, if you're like, yeah, I'm going to do this, but I really want like you, you have to be able to can't would, here's another, would you be able to, would you be able to take your sales hat off and just set it on the shelf for a little bit and just say, you know what, I'm just going to be a good person in the world. And I'm going to serve again. I'm not talking about serving people that have absolutely no ability. You could serve brand new baby business owners in different ways, for example. And again, I'm using a lot of B2B language. So forgive me if, you know, it's not really your jam, but um, you know, so democratization is one of our core values. You serve those audiences with your content. You can't serve all people. And even Bob Berg, you know, the author of The Go-Giver, you know, he sets boundaries. And it's just like, I'd love to, I just don't have the ability to spend 30 minutes with everybody. Um, but if you're doing X, Y, Z, blah, 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 then yes, absolutely. And and the generosity comes out. So that's kind of very important that, that we get that figured out and get that ironed out. And that's, so with all of our clients, we work out that strategy. And in most cases, most cases, we're going to just go the platform route because it just nothing comes close to performing as well as saying, wait a minute, I could do 
I could do a couple of podcast episodes every single week. And yes, there's going to be some investment of resources and time into that. However, now I'm getting the time with centers of influence that I wasn't able to get previously. And it's not a guarantee that they're going to engage with you. Um, and in fact, I can tell you, I can tell you what the numbers are. And this is crazy. 20, 25% probably not going to engage with them much ever again. So, and you have to be willing to be cool with that. Not everyone's going to buy your product, right? Mm -hmm. Or even when they're in your world, they're just, you know, they're just not, they're just not really a fit for anything. But what I find is about 20 to 25% of people, and we have 200 clients, so I have good data on this, about 20 to 25% of people will engage with you directly, even on big ticket stuff. Um, again, there's a lot of things you have to have in place here, but just generally, these are goals. And then you've got this middle part that's about 50% that are engagement opportunities in other ways, mm. like introductions and you know, workshop speaking invites and like things that aren't your primary uh, engagement target, but they're just all these secondary benefits that you get. Your worst case scenario that I've described here is that you serve somebody, you really go all out, you do an, you do something nice for them, and then they promote it. Like that's why I like podcasts because you know your worst case scenario is they're going to promote it to all of their audience. If right. they don't do that, that's pretty rare. Yeah. Um, almost yeah. everybody's pretty good at that. Like me being a guest here, yeah, I guarantee I'm going to be promoting this hard and heavy to my audience because my audience already kind of likes me. Parshel, your audience, uh, jury's out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know. I'm an acquired taste. Some folks are like, eh, that guy talks way too fast. He's like, way too but much it, energy for recording <laughs> on a Monday afternoon. <laughs> but you know, it, it makes it makes so much sense. Everything that you're saying, it really connects the dots. I think for the people who you know who's who resonate with this message and this approach, right? Because if you have a platform and that's something that's important to you that you're building over time, that can also be leveraged to help you, you know, gain these connections, relationships that, you know, either it's a win-win, right? It becomes either a friendship, you know, someone that helped to share you with their audience or a potential client, right? Uh, or, or prospect even in your, in your pipeline. And, yeah. and what comes to mind too, I know that from this approach, typically people are, you know, maybe sometimes taken off by the long game uh, approach to things, right? Because this approach does take, I know, some patience, like you said, and maybe some freak out moments at the very beginning. Yeah. But at what point do you typically see with your clients that it's like they're great. now, uh, you know, over the top? Yeah, great, great, great question. Okay, so here's here's our two promises when we, and we don't work, um, we have like an application process we have to go through. So we have to hedge our bets to know that this is the right partner. Like values alignment is the biggest thing. But okay, let's assume that we've got these three things. Number one, values alignment. We do not work with sharks. We don't work with like, and, 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 and I would say that this, what I've been describing is going to be very challenging for a bro-y shark marketer. It's just going to be really, unless you have a change of heart, like this, you're going to end up you're going to end up looking for shortcuts and it is going to come back to bite you in a big way and then people will hate you if you do it like that's what I was talking about like you cannot don't you do any kind of bait and switch don't 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 tip your head like everyone knows what you want everyone knows what your intention is before you even say it yeah that's the reality yeah. of 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 everyone today so you may as well come clean with a clean heart and going into this otherwise you're not fooling anybody 
values alignments, number one. Number two, you've got some authority to work with. And number three, um, and I want to make sure I provide some value to somebody who's like, baby brand new. So don't let me forget that, please. Um, and the number three is, you know, you need to, you know, the numbers work out a lot better if at the end of the rainbow, there's like a $10,000 type engagement rather than like, well, how much does it cost to work with you? $199, like 100, you know, like that's yeah. like, you just don't have as much acquisition budget baked into that. Like you're gonna have to mm -hmm. do a different play for, for yeah. lower tickets. Yeah, and yeah. Savings Angel, by the way, was a $20 a month product. So I mean, I could speak that language, but that's kind of not today's subject. Okay, so um, there, there's one thing that was, wait a minute, you, you would ask, oh, numbers, okay, targets. Okay, so when we find our ideal partner, we make them two promises. Number one is you gotta follow our system and you have to follow exactly what we tell you to do. Step up, do not deviate, right? And don't, you, you gotta show up, you gotta do what we tell you to do in six months time and likely beforehand, but by six months time for the rest of your life, you will have 10 people, I, your ideal dream prospects, your customers, partners, whoever it is that you're looking to connect with, right? You have 10 or more in your life every single month for the rest of your life, right? Mm -hmm. and, and that's that's promise number one. And the promise number two is by 12 months, those will be 100% inbound. And meaning you've gotten to that level of remarkable where you know your authority and your platform and your inf influence is now attracting those people into your world without you having to do anything. And so those are those are our targets, and we're pretty consistent. We're pretty good at that. Um, so that's what I would that's what I would expect for about it. even if you're pretty new in business, if you're baby brand new, it's gonna that's gonna be you're gonna have to hustle. <laughs> Yeah. I'm not going to yeah. lie. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, also, what happens if you have zero audience? Right. Can you still leverage platform? Um, sorry. I'm, that's the question. I, I'm hoping you'll ask me. <laughs> so, uh, partial, because uh, I, I think that there's someone out there who's like, I don't know. Right. I've got like, you know, a hundred couple hundred people on Facebook and yeah, like, I, don't example, even, I don't even get Twitter. It doesn't make yeah. any sense. Like I'm on LinkedIn, but I don't really do anything. Okay. So here's, I'll give you a great example because there's some conferences that I've gone to and like, I'm, I'm the featured speaker. I don't do a lot of speaking these days, but you know, it's, it feels good when you go to an event and like, you've already got, like someone's already talking you up and you're going to be on stage, but like things are, you're probably going to have some really good outcomes from that. Okay. Then most conferences, that's not the, that's not the case for most conferences. Most conferences I go to and I'm a nobody. Like I'm just another face in the crowd, right? And so I went to one, it was my, actually my wife's conference. I don't know, I'm like nowhere in this world. Like this is, this is not my crowd, <laughs> but I'm happy to be there. I love what they do because yeah. I love what my wife does and I love my wife. So, uh, so anyway, so I'm there and I'm like, I'm just like standing around, you know, kind of you know, talking with my wife and her coworkers and her friends or whatever. And I'm like, well, who runs, who, who's the coordinator? Oh yeah. So-and-so they, I know who that is. And, and I was a member of this Facebook group that that population in that Facebook group, there's a lot of crossover with this event. So I went up to her and I had my phone. I said, listen, would you mind if we did a quick live stream to this, you know, to this particular Facebook group? And she's like, yeah, of course I'd love to do that. Are you kidding? It's like, cool. There's, you know, the, there's no rule where that would be bad form or anything like that. We're going to provide value. We're not going to be selling anything, obviously, in this Facebook group. But we're, um, so I basically just took my phone. I, I went live 
And then I'm like, hey, I'm with so-and-so right now. And, you know, tell me what this event's all about. You know, who is this des event designed for? And she's like, yeah, she's like, yeah, you know, thank you. You know, and then I'm like, well, unless, you know, you've got some vendors here. And so now we're going to all these different booths. These guys and gals have been like, they've invested money to be there. They're mm -hmm. nervous that they're going to make their money back and, you know, have a successful. So now we're going around and giving them the emotion and feelings of significance that, mm -hmm. that what they do and what they're doing in the world matters. So the event planners like, man, this is awesome. The vendors are like, man, this is awesome. And how much does this cost me? I'm going live to another just community group. It's not my group. And, um, you know, again, just providing value to that Facebook group, providing value to, you know, the meeting planner and to the vendors here. Okay, so that's all it took for me. And a result of this, so then we, you know, we hit stop on that. I just have to ask good questions and, you know, have an okay personality. I don't need, and by the way, you don't have to be an extrovert. Like you, you, if you love people, then what I'm talking about works so well for you. Um, but at the end of that, you know, the, the, um, organizer of the event, she's like, oh my gosh, thank you so much for doing that. Like, who are you? <laughs> I said, well, this isn't my world, but you should probably, yeah, I don't know if you know my wife, Jenny. And then I started talking about her just a little bit and she works with Natasha and you know, and, oh yeah, yeah. So I'm making connections there. Mm. And then, you know, that then all of a sudden, like, you know, my wife's all getting invited to talk to these other people or whatever. And I'm like, that's awesome. Like, that's so good. It's like, it's so much fun to yeah. create prosperity and abundance by being the first to give. And so yeah. many of us in business are afraid to do that because we're just, we're just, we're, we're so focused on what we have to get done and we got to pay these bills and we got to do this. Whereas if you just take and flip, flip the script a little bit and just like, I'm going to create all the abundance I desire in the world by being a giver. It's, it's just, it's so yeah. much more fun to play in those circles of working with lots and lots of generous people. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's really what it, what it all boils down to really. I mean, the it's, and to hear you talk about it, it's more of the joy that came from being in that giving yeah. that was, was most exciting. And then it's like, you don't know what the end result oftentimes will be, but if you know that you gave, right? It's kind of like planting a seed. You know, I, I remember learning that around how we earn, like, it's not about how much can I get? It's like, what can I do? Right? What can I give in order to get something back? Right? And it's not that it's about getting something back, but it's just a law, right? If I'm going to give and be present with someone in that, right? It's like planting a seed. Therefore, you're deserving of what comes back from that time. And you can, and therefore, you can enjoy, I think, that experience of platform, sharing and building and in and, and that process, right? Because it sounded like it was just a lot of joy in that process of, you know, just going live with random people <laughs> at this conference. So um, I think that's really the beauty of it. So um, Josh, man, I could talk to you for a, a quite quite a, <laughs> a long time. There's so much more that I know that uh, is there that's in you and, and able to share, but uh, we can start to wrap the conversation up and I would love any parting words of advice that you would have um, where folks can connect with you as well. And uh yeah. And I always ask all of our guests one special question, which is what is your one word? Boy, I don't want to be lame and say something like love or abundance, because <laughs> I think those are probably overused. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, it's um, and, and again, I, I don't want to I don't want to just make these concepts too simple because they're overused. But, but, you know, there's a level of buying into that. 
there's a level of buying into generosity where it's intellectual. Oh, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. And then there is the no, I'm all in. I'm all in on love, right? And I think that when we get to that level of belief and commitment in those concepts, that's when stuff really starts to open up. You know, mm-hmm. it's that true, authentic generosity. So go, you know, go with the word generosity because I think that's a little bit more on target, a little bit more specific to what we've okay. been talking about. Yeah. Um, when you go all in on generosity, the world changes. It will feel like you're just luckier in life. People will come out of the woodwork to support you. They're like, I don't even know what Josh does, but I feel like I I want to support him in his mission. And so just mad, like just random stuff happens all the time. I want that random good fortune for you. And, you know, um, you know, just we, we all, we all, you know, it's like to people that like, I mean, I'm, I'm very much kind of that advocate personality anyway, but like when there's a product I really love or a service I love or someone that I just really believe in, I try to constantly talk about them and, and, and what a great world to live in as opposed to, you know, us versus them and carving it out sort of thing. So yeah, Um, yeah. Um, so we we serve many, many different ways. Um, democratization is one of our core values. I do free trainings. I give away what other people charge money for. Um, I do a webinar that's exceptionally tactical and valuable that really dives into a lot more of what we're talking about. Um, also, I'm always looking for great podcast guests. Um, you know, if you've got some success in business, I'd love to celebrate you. We have over 100,000 on social, which we'd love to promote you to. Um, all of that, you can just, the best place, just go directly to our website and you'll see exactly where, wow, this sounds like a great path for me to kind of learn a little bit more about these concepts and, you know, start applying some of this stuff. Uh, and that's at uh, our website. That's www.upmy influence.com. So www.upmyinfluence.com. And you'll see exactly where, you know, all the freebie things and all the, all the ways that that I could be of service in your life. Um, it it would be a great honor. Beautiful. Josh, thank you so much. Uh, You're such a giving person, right? (laughs) You're such a generous person. I love that. Uh, and, and thanks for sharing and, uh, we'll definitely be sure to link those that that link to your website uh, in the show notes for those that are tuning in and um, and Josh, I'm just so appreciative and want to acknowledge all the work that you've done in this space and how you're supporting so many entrepreneurs and um, folks that are just really wanting to make a difference in the world and do it in a human to human way. So yeah. just want to acknowledge you and thank thank you for your time and uh, joining me on the conversation today. Thank you so much, Parshall, for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And with that said, uh, we'll see you all in the next episode of the Author's Leverage.